Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 49th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, KDM King. Our guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he is the owner, CEO, head engineer, extraordinaire at the Bakery Recording Studio in thank Phoenix, you. Arizona. I'd like to thank introduce you, thank you. my man, my man. Willie Animal. Thank you, How's man. How's it going, man? No, How's it going, man? Going good, man. Thank you for having me, man. No for real. Doubt. Pleasure no being doubt. here. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I of appreciate course. it, dude. Of course. Yeah. Had to. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I, I figure folks are in the crib not doing stuff. Hopefully, they can check out the podcast, man. Well, they're either in the crib or they're out getting arrested, man. Have y'all heard yeah. about like the curfew going on in some places or what? Yeah, I, everybody in Portland, I guess, went to the coast this weekend to check out the beach. They're uh, are they getting arrested? Are, are they letting yeah, them do I, it? I or? Yeah, I didn't see them arrest anybody yet, but I I think cops were out there trying to tell people to go home. Oh least. yeah, that's crazy. I don't think they cuffed anybody, so that's cool. That's but, crazy. Uh, they yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell, man. They've been arresting people left and right in Florida, bro. It's wild. Damn. Yeah. I, they're like, I watched this video. This girl got clotheslined by a cop. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, stay, crazy. stay in the house. Stay in the <laughs> house, lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up, man, but it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. No doubt. So, uh... I mean, uh, for for the interview tonight, dude, I, I just wanted to, I mean, I, on the flyer, we got to talk about the studio entrepreneurship and, and uh, cannabis culture. So um, I guess, can can you talk about yourself a little bit? Like, how, how did you get started um, in music and then engineering? And, uh, you, you know, like, it's I'm sure it's a long story, so I'll, I'll interject and ask questions here and there, too. Uh, oh, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, yeah. well, shit, let me just start, man. I'm from Illinois originally, bro. Yeah. And in Illinois, uh, you know, back before the dispensaries, they had people that actually sold the weed, you know? Yeah. So that, that That's what I was doing back there, not really doing too much with myself. And I just thought that I needed I needed a better opportunity, you know what I'm saying? I need to change my surroundings, need to get uncomfortable for a second so I can try to do some shit, man. So I moved to California, bro, about five years ago. When I was in California, that was my first time really getting an actual job, bro. I was working at Home Depot. But I moved to California because I wanted to do the music. I wanted to get the ball rolling, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. long story short, I lived in I lived in LA for about nine months, bro. And LA is just so expensive and there's so much shit going on that it's hard to just go out there and get right into the music you know what i'm saying so yes sir i had to work had to pay bills and all that shit, man and at the time i knew a person that stayed in phoenix and i was just basically telling them like you know la is just expensive as shit. i really can't do what i want to do out here and i don't want to go back home yeah and so they told me to come to phoenix and check phoenix out so that's exactly what i did when i got here i got the same vibe as la but a little more laid back you know what i'm saying it was yeah. It was it was chill. It was it was a nice little vibe, but people weren't. It wasn't as busy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You can you can take the time to to really plant your seed and build a foundation in Phoenix. So that's basically what I did with the studio and with the music. I always was into music. I always recorded myself. It's just that the opportunity didn't arise for me to have my own studio that was profitable until I moved to Phoenix, Arizona, bro. So no, that's yeah. 
that's basically the 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 short version of how I got into the studio. Now the name the bakery that yeah. comes from because everybody asks me like why do you name your studio the bakery? What does that have to do with recording? And it really doesn't have nothing to do with it, you know? Like I said, before I started, before I moved here, I was in the weed business, you know? That's all I really knew is how is all I really knew about was weed, okay? We'll just yeah. leave it at that. Yep. So when I got the name or when I came up with the name, I just wanted something that was abstract, you know? I wanted something that confused the two together, that confused weed, cannabis, and the music. And I don't know how I came up with it, but the name Bakery just came out of nowhere and it stuck, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's gonna hear the Bakery and think it's a recording studio. But then when you come to the Bakery and you record and we cook the music and we're getting baked in there, you know, then yeah. it makes sense. So that's, no that's that's pretty much all of it in a nutshell, man. No doubt. Yeah, man. Uh, very, very awesome studio too. I, I pretty much everything that I recorded the two years I was in Phoenix, I did at your spot, man. Man, um, thank you. We definitely made some good songs for sure. Yeah, man. So anybody who's listening who might be an artist, if you're in the Phoenix area or traveling through, please hit up the Bakery Recording Studio online. Um, you, you can book it digitally for whatever time you're going to be. There's a, a discount if you book more time, you know, for four-hour blocks and stuff. Of course, of course. Yeah. So uh, very, very, very talented, talented engineer, too. Dude. We try, man. Our, our whole studio is just about setting the vibe, man. You know, we want people to come into our studio and know that you're in a professional place, but it still feels like home, you know? No That's what we try to get across at the bakery. Yeah, man. Um, an, another thing that, uh, I want to talk about too, the merchandising, dude. Um, I, I know that you write and record a little bit, yeah. you know, you're, you're hopefully going to release something in the future, but already, dude, I feel, I feel like you're uh, equipped to win as far as the entrepreneurship on the music artist side. Uh, when I was down there, you had a bunch of, like, you had like a little t-shirt series you were doing. People were like, I was like, yeah, man, hell yeah, I'll grab one, you know. And and man, then, for uh, sure. the 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 latest thing you have is the the smoke box. So can can you talk about your merch game and what you got lately? Going well, on? all right. Well, I actually got a smoke box right here, and this is what they look like. Word. And basically, when open it up, it basically has everything that the average smoker would need to smoke. We got your lighter. Your oil container, your dab container, your rolling papers, it's just marijuana merchandise, man. And like you said, I've always been strong on merchandises because I know that, that this being a business, I understand. I would like to think that I understand business sort of well. Yeah. And, and in business, the main thing when you create a product is you have to create a demand for that product. The easiest way in business to create a demand where there's no demand is by bundling your product with that has no demand with something that is valued in the demographic that you're trying to sell to. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. if I want to market my music or my merchandise to a specific demographic, then I have to, my, then my merchandise has to encompass something that they actually want. Nobody yeah. knows about me. Nobody knows about the bakery or what I got going on. So it's my job to build a demand and build a want for the merchandise that I'm actually selling. So before you, you you had mentioned the t-shirts and I feel like that was my that was the earlier stages of my merchandising. And the reason why I say that is because it's generic. 
a lot of merchandise that people sell as artists is very generic merchandise like t-shirts or just something that everybody else sells you know yeah. i don't, i only wanted to sell t-shirts because I, I saw the next person selling t-shirts you know so i thought i should have t-shirts or people might do wristbands or whatever the case but a lot of the times it's nothing creative the merchandise is just something that you've seen somebody else have that you want for yourself yeah so under so me understanding that I had to sit back and I had to look at the situation a little bit different. And I actually had to look at my demographic different. Does my demographic want a t-shirt or do they want something that they can use on their, you know, every day. And my yeah. demographic per se is weed heads, people that smoke cannabis, people that smoke weed oil or whatever it may be. So yeah. that being my demographic, I understood that I can give them something that they'll value a lot more than just a t-shirt, you know, if you buy a t-shirt you wear it in a support but what if i can what if i can give you something that will actually be useful hence the smoke box yeah something with customized paper something that a person can buy and still use every single day and even yeah. with the smoke box we try to get everything like you see with our customized papers these are european papers all organic okay no no harmful glue that the actual glue part that's on here is like a tree sap that's all organic so we actually try to give people something that we can stand behind and we could be proud of with the smoke box you know what i'm saying so yeah, that's yeah. basically how the idea for this came apart man i just felt like being different and i felt like being creative in the time where people aren't really using their creative side yeah it is man everybody's merch game is kind of and right merch is the thing that's selling right now, man. Like, yeah. you were just talking about music. If you look at some of your top artists, the way that they're selling all these albums is by bundling them with merchandise or by show or by bundling them with show tickets. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta understand the game that you're playing. So right now it is a merch game, but at the same time, it being a merch game, everybody has T-shirts. Everybody has their merchandise so you have to stand out in a way and the only way that you can stand out is to be a one for one yeah. Cre create something that nobody else is doing that way they have to come to you if they want that specific thing so yeah. no doubt Willie good call Willie man it's I, all about I, I respect it a lot dude and uh I, I had my guy Sweeney on the show one time he also owns his own business pays his bills off of it you know what I mean so I, I love hanging out with friends like that because it it's a good influence and you get to hear uh different principles and techniques and stuff help them succeed you know what i mean well so, well honestly you know i know i i know you got your questions man but i can tell you why a bit a smart businessman would never fail right now but you know I know that may be another story, so I don't want to stray away nah, from man, what we're nah, talking about. To but. Talk, talk about what you want, Willie. It's, it's your time to, it's your mic, bro. You know what I mean? We, we still got 45 minutes, bro. Okay, well, basically, like what your partner was talking about, man, and just how it's, how it's good to have your own business. I feel like anybody should do it because if you understand business, then you'll understand America. And America, the United States that we live in right now is a business. So the only way to be successful here is to understand business to some extent. Now, in 1971, I know that I'm 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 gonna be reaching from everywhere, so you're gonna yeah, have to stay with me, now, man. Yeah, man. In 1971, in 1971, the American dollar stopped being backed by gold. That means that we had no 
like the, the American dollar had nothing to fall back on. So we just kept printing money, printing money. Fast forward, we came up with this thing called credit, which most countries don't have. And what credit is, is a fake number that doesn't mean anything that you can use to your advantage if you know what you're doing with it. So here comes how a business owner is always successful if he knows what he's doing, bro. Now, me being the business owner, I am the only person that can dictate my income and my outcome. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If I write a receipt, if I sell a product, I can boost the numbers. I can do anything I want. I'm in control of that, okay? Now, I am in control of how much I make, even if I don't really make that much. So what happens in America a lot of the time with people that own their own businesses is they'll they'll cushion the numbers a little bit and show that they made a little bit more or a lot more than what they did. Now, once they have their tax returns back and they show that they've made, let's say, 50 to 60 to 70, 80,000 dollars that person or that particular year, then their business can get a loan or credit line because this is America. That money, whether they made it or not, will guarantee them a credit line with a specific bank or a lender. Now, yeah. that loan can be 100,000, 200,000, 300,000. Now, if you're a smart hustler slash entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it, whether you made the initial 80,000, it doesn't matter because nobody would know that besides you. Like, for example, you said I have a recording studio. Yeah. So let's say Joe Smo came into my studio. To, let's say I have a session tonight at 12 at 12 a.m. with Joe Smo and he's going to pay me $10,000, right? Yeah. Who can prove that besides me? Yeah. Nobody. So that's 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 my point. So whether you make the money or not, you can still get that loan. Now, if you're a hustler and you know how to flip the money, you will you will get that loan for a hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand, whatever you get, whatever you qualify for. And then you'll take that money, invest it into whatever you got going and you'll flip that money. So you see, if you're a real entrepreneur in America or a business owner and you understand how to use credit and how to how to finesse the system, not legally, because this is America. This is the American way. This has yeah. been happening for hundreds of years. Yeah. It's impossible for a person that understands this to fail in business because you never spend your own money. You never use your own money. You use the fake number that America has given you called a credit or a credit score or whatever it is for your business, not for me as an individual, as an individual, but for my business. And then anything that I want, I can get off of that. And that right there is what a lot of people consider to be American dream. For example, when people go bankrupt and you hear about Donald Trump and all these celebrities going bankrupt, they're actually gaining more wealth and more money. And the reason why is because, once again, whether the money is there or not, if I build a credit line for my business and I can get a credit line that accepts me for $100,000 or $200,000, if you have something that's called an LLC, which is a limited liability company, money out of there, get the loan, and then file bankruptcy on your corporation and just take that money and reinvest into another business. That's what nine out of 10 of these millionaires do when they file bankrupt. So like I said, it's a whole nother story, but your, your friend has a reason on why he told you you should have a business or why business is good. No doubt. If you yeah. understand these things, man, it's impossible to fail, man. Yeah, man, I see a lot of homies going the uh, the food cart route, too. And it's just, yeah, you know, like cash only business, too. Same principles, same everything. Uh, I think that's just dope, man. When I go to L.A., like when I go to Venice Beach or around that area, that's honestly where some of the best food is. 
Yeah, in Portland too, man. Shout out to Mikey Vegas and the uh, Trap Truck PDX. They got the uh, Trap Kitchen LA. They have they have a branch in Portland called the Trap Truck, and uh, they so dope. That's yeah, dope as hell. Yeah, like I I think uh, the guy Spank I think is the main chef. They wrote a book, like a cookbook or something. And then they opened the the food cart after that, and it's just been blowing up, man. They went, they did like, it was like a tour with E40. My yep. bad, but no, I was just asking, is there a big food truck scene up there where you're at? Is there a lot yeah, of Yeah, man. Yeah, in Portland, there is heavy. I, I haven't checked out Spokane too much lately, but in Portland, it is. It's super heavy. And just like you're saying, too, a lot of the best food, like that's where you can get it. Uh, Why do you think people? I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, there there was this whole block downtown. I don't know if it's still open. It was like every country, you know, like there's Ethiopian food, yeah. like Guatemalan food, like like whatever <laughs> kind of whatever kind of food you wanted, you could go to a cart there and get it for lunchtime if you work downtown. That's yeah. dope. What do you think is having people go in that direction instead of, you know, the whole traditional restaurant way? Uh just cause it's cheaper, dude. Like to rent on a restaurant building would be expensive as shit. Like not just the rent, but the utility. Yeah, I was gonna say at least three to four thousand. Yeah, yeah, and then staff. You know what I mean? You gotta have probably at least three or four people on right. staff all the time. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like at a food cart, there's usually just one. Like maybe there's an extra dude at lunch. You know, How does your homie do it? Does he do it by himself, or does he have like one employee, or what? I think it when I went there the times I went there there was just one guy. And so I That's I think dope. they I think they prep everything in the morning and then it's it sells out like sometimes you you know it's like this is on special today and you hit them up at 4:30 in the afternoon like yo I'm coming down there you guys got and like no nope, they See I honestly away. think that's the beautiful part of it man like you have yeah. to do 10 times as much work but the payout and the profit is well worth it. Because yeah. it sounds like, like I said, beginning or, or in the beginning, it sounds like your friend built a demand for his food. Yeah. And now he just gets to enjoy the benefits of what, of all the hard work he put into it. Yeah, dude. It's like, Whereas uh, at a, even at a restaurant, you could work your ass off, man. But at the end of the day, if that's not the situation for you, then you know that you're going to get let go. Yeah, dude. Serious. And, and that's, yeah. Like, I'm sure the cost of owning a truck, like maybe rent on the food cart lot is maybe, I don't even want to say it's a, more than a thousand bucks. Does he have like I mean? a, does he stay in one spot or does he move around? Nah, I'm pretty sure he's in one spot. I think he's moved maybe once or twice since he started, but okay. I'm pretty sure they're in the same spot every day. So. Okay, now I'm pretty sure he just pays a, like probably a hundred at, a hundred, two hundred at most for like a little permit for the spots. And it, it can't be that much. It can't. And then, and then I'm sure you gotta like maybe have, maybe they have power to plug into, but maybe you gotta have propane or something. A little generator. You think a yeah. generator will work or what? Yeah. Something, it something makes to sense. It makes yeah. sense, man. Dude. Yeah. And then one guy, you could pay that guy really well too, you nice. know? And nice. it's like, he, he, all you gotta do is heat up the food and serve. And then even look at that one guy, even outside of payment. If you just got one person that you're working beside of every day, then that person is going to really feel like they're a part of what you got going on, you know? So they're going to get a little more effort to where if you work at, at a corporation or something, then you're just another number. You yeah, feel what I'm yeah. saying? So 
I just think it's just a funner thing, man. Like when you, when you have your own business, it's definitely 10 times more work, man, but you don't feel the work. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, it doesn't feel the same. It hits a little bit different because it's something that you want to do, something that you're interested in doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, for everybody, man, even if, even if you don't know what you really want to do right now, or you don't have a solid plan, Think of a business, man. Everybody, there's no reason why everybody shouldn't have a business. Whether you sell shoes, uh, yeah. like you said, the dude uh, wrote a book, uh, the the food guy trap kitchen or yeah, whatever trap it was, kitchen, you yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's so many ways that you could profit right now in the world, not just in America, but in the world. Yeah, you could write a book like. Me and my little girl, you like you seen her before the podcast. She's all but six, bro. But we're planning on writing her a little ten to twelve page kids book, bro. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And just seeing Hell what that yeah. does, bro. Yeah, like, man. My my even homie. Smoke box uh, the first month, bro. I probably invested. Once again, I don't invest money, bro. I got a credit line through my business. So whenever I have a new idea or whenever I want a new a new piece of equipment. I don't spend money. I use my business. I use my credit line to to finance whatever I got going. Oh like, yeah, my, my 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 homie Deacon Jones that was on the podcast last week. He wrote a book. It's called Am I Radical or Rational? Man. And it's, uh, you should check it out, bro. I think you'd like it. It's 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 a quick read. You can get a paperback or a digital version of um, Deacon Jones. Uh, Rick Rick Jones R Jones, I think, is what it says on the book for author. I, I read it before I interviewed him last week, and it was pretty good stuff, man. I think he. What is like what? Okay, so so did you ask him like what gave him the idea of writing a book, or is it just something he always wanted to do? No, nah, yeah, I think he wanted to do it for a while, and he uh, like he, he he, it was just basically like the first draft. He said too, like he uh, you know, he asked some folks, and everybody's like, oh, you got to send it to an editor, and you got to do this, and you got to do that. He was just like, man, I don't got to do shit, but write it and do it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And so it's, I, I don't, I, like, there might have been, like, one typo that I saw, but that's, you know, that's I nothing, mean, honestly, you know I mean? honestly, knowing what I know about a lot of these books is most people don't write their own books, you know? Most people just sit down with a writer and just talk yeah. to them. So if, yeah. if there's, if, even if a person legitimately wrote their own book and there's a few typos, I kind of respect that, bro. So do I, man. I and it was, that, like, man. yeah, I, I know that he, someone write that for him. Yeah, man. bro. How many That's pages? him talking. It's, uh, I think the paperback version is like 40 pages. Right? But I, 40 pages, I, I, one error, like that. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I read it on my phone. So that Kindle app is pretty cool. Like you can pinch your screen and fit more words on there and then it, it gives you like a, a time estimate until the, you're done with the chapter and shit like that too based on how fast you're turning the pages so i'm like man that shit's cool so uh yeah that like i'm that, gonna have to check that out I'm yeah start, man. i just started reading go go for What's it up? no go for it what, what are you reading i was gonna say i just started reading the last couple butts man so i'm about to check that shit out yeah, man, it's it's good. You get done in a day. Fucking bro, it's... I still gotta read that book that you sent me or that you gave me, bro. But fucking the book right now that I'm the cradle of humanity, man. No doubt. What's that shit about, man? All right, but no, it's, it's just called the cradle of humanity, bro, and it just talks about the evolution of the world. You know what I'm saying? From humans to every, just just everything up to right now, bro, and how everything 
shaped us to to put us in the position that we're in right now, pretty much, bro. Weird. But I'm just trying to just trying to read some shit, man. Get informed, bro. It's a lot of fucking media out here that's just yeah. swaying the minds of people, bro. And, I, and that's one of the reasons I feel like you know, even even like how you're talking about entrepreneurship, man. Like entrepreneurship is almost if if you want me to be honest, it's kind of frowned upon, man. Like everybody it wants is. to be an entrepreneur. But the first time a kid tells their parents that they want to work for themselves and they don't want to go to college or, you know, you don't yeah. want to do the traditional thing, it's not the best response that a kid gets. So, nope. even as Americans, bro, and I'm pretty sure most of the world, we're taught to be workers. We're taught to, you know, go the yeah. safe route. That's what so, college teaches you, man. You feel me? So, I think I think it's wise that people... Even just start reading for their own, bro. Figure out what you're interested in. Read a fucking book. Stop, stop listening to mass media, bro. Because a lot of a lot of negative things come from that, bro. Yeah, that's one thing I tell myself too in this age. A lot of the shit that they create, as far as content or a story or headlines, it's created with the intent to generate a click for you to see it and want to touch it and that's really the, the most that they care about you know what i mean what happens after that is not as important as drawing you in to get you to touch it so they can get more advertising dollars that's like the business side of it right and so it's like right For now sure. bro, like every every new website everywhere has that term the covid or corona like it doesn't matter like so i agree with what you're saying it's like these uh, if someone took the time to write an entire book, it wasn't to get you to fucking look at the cover. It was to get you to yeah. read the whole damn thing. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, not so some it's, bullshit, bro. Nah. So like that's that's what I thought was cool. I I did that song down there called Flower and Lara, where it was talking about forget your book, I'll write my own. And I just when I saw that he wrote his own, I'm just like, dude, that shit is tight, bro. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, generating literature from from our culture and our place and time. So I think it's dope because I think most, you know, we're we're making a podcast. And I would like to write a book one day, but it's I don't I don't think a lot. He's the only homie I know that has done that. So I'm like shit. That's cool, man. Like cre creating something in in that uh, arena for people to consume with a good message is dope. You know what I mean? I so, think it is, man. And I think I, I think because what goes on with the media and all this stuff, bro, it stops free thinking, you know? So for yeah. a person to sit down and write a book and actually have their own mind, bro, to me, it says a lot. To me, it says a lot. Yeah. You know, I think that's a dope business move. And then also a good move, too, to generate a different voice, you know? Like, I, I feel like... uh certain people in the age group you could call them boomers or whatever they'd be more likely to listen to that message in book format than to you know follow him on social media and right. you know sift you know so it's it's i just think it's dope that he did that and it's it's real positive message too about healing and it's real community oriented that's dope as hell then bro yeah man and it's not it wasn't corny you know what i mean so it's it's cool I think it's good for somebody to stand on something, you know, to stand on something like that, bro. Because yeah. you just don't see that a lot nowadays. I'm around a lot of people, bro. I'm 28 years old, and I'm a, I'm around a lot. 
I go, I go, I, I come in contact with probably about 20 people a week, right? All, yeah. all in my similar age group. And it's always the same thing, bro. It's either from their fashion that resembles something that they're being told to wear to, yeah. to even right now, bro, the main thing that's being talked about is, is the coronavirus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're in the recording studio, you know what I'm saying? Why are you asking me? Why are you asking me, somebody that's not a doctor, that is not educated at all about the coronavirus, what I think about the coronavirus? Yeah. I don't I don't think what I think matters about the coronavirus, you know? Yeah. You shouldn't be we shouldn't be looking at or asking all these questions and all this BS and I don't know, man. It's just a lot. It's just a yeah. lot. Yeah, I uh I always teach my kid to wash his hands. Like since he was little, you should, right? Right? Like you should be doing little. that shit anyway. Yeah, seven now, and that's if he doesn't do, you know, because sometimes you could just hear the water run. And it's like you, you didn't really wash your hands, yeah. Right away, and it's what I tell him too is like, you know how people get, and he's like, ah, I'm like, because they don't wash their hands. Facts, and that's 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 the only thing I tell him, and so I mean, I don't get to talk to him often. Hopefully, this week is mom let me through to, to talk to him on the horn but uh, i'm sure he might be a little bit scared because he's not at school either i'm sure he's at home so that's all i'm gonna tell him is like man what would i tell you about how people get sick you know what i mean it's like because they don't watch yeah, just wash your hands you're straight yeah it'd be cool like it's it's not it's, it's seriously just hype you know like that's all i'm like man it's not you'll be okay you know like it, it's not Everything well, what do you think about all this shit that's going on? Do you think it's something serious, or do you think, or do you I, think nah, it's just marketing no, at its best? It is. It's it's control. <laughs> it's, it's it's proof that people will obey the screen. It's con- if it's fear. You know what I mean? People are controlled by fear in the media. Like speaking 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 about business, do you think that this is good? Do you think that that fear is good for business? Um, not all business. I mean, I'm sure a lot of small business, you know, restaurants and shit are really suffering right now. Bars, yeah, you know, movie theater, shit like that. But I'm, I'm sure, uh, dispensaries are doing okay. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's still people buying a shit ton of weed. But uh, anything else, like, I, I, I don't, man. I mean, maybe they'll be able to write this shit off as a, a loss on their taxes. What? Plus, but I, I, I don't really. I just think it's. I see all different kinds of conspiracy theory. You think big pharma's behind it? Nah. Well, I, I, it could be anything, dude. But with me, I think it's just uh, the people in charge proving that they, they don't really need to send army jeeps out into your fucking neighborhood to get you to do what they fucking tell you to do, man. It's like they'll, they'll run this shit on every news so that you can't. Like it doesn't matter where you. It's like. IG, YouTube, but as soon as you open that app, that's yeah. the first phrase you see. They they have a pop up little fucking balloon, and this is what we know. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just yeah. like, dude, yeah. X, close this, close this. I don't care. I don't care. It's like they're doing it on purpose. They're shoving it down your throat, bro. Yeah, everywhere. And I'm just like, man, you can't escape it, dude. So it's just let, weird to me. I'm like, let me ask. Are, what's the distraction from? Like where where's the the misdirection? Like what what are we? Is it because it's an election year? Like you guys could be talking about anything else but this, but this is the only thing you're talking about. You know what? Um, you remember the the mortgage crisis back in 08, right? The recession that in 2008. Yeah. 
So one of the one of the things I don't really think it's a theory. I kind of think it's factual. I, I kind of think I, well, think it's proven, man. And um, Mark Cuban, I think he's the Dallas owner of one of the uh, the Dallas basketball team, bro. But um, the shark he's, tank guy. He's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you know, he knows about a little a little bit about business. He's on Shark Tank, right? Yeah. He spoke on what happens during recessions, how stockholders and shareholders, how they'll basically jump ship right before their stock tanks. Yeah. And then when it does tank, they'll buy it back for stupid low, right? Yeah. And basically what Mark Cuban was speaking on was how that should not be allowed, you know? Because if you look at, look, all right, so all even... Even a virus like this is making a lot of people a lot of money for the simple fact of this. This fear right now is causing people to basically jump shit. Like, have you ha- have you been keeping up with the stock market lately? Yeah, dude, it's tanking everywhere. It's tanking. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah, now, it's all bad. Like, it's, everything is down. Now, follow me. There's a lot of average people like me and you that have stocks, right? Yeah. All right, now... Even if all of us put our little shit together and decided to do something, we still cannot affect the stock market in a way to make it crash, right? Yeah. The only people that could do that are the millionaires and billionaires who really control the stock market. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. You know, like I could, I don't ever buy that shit, but yeah. Well, not uh, you. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just yeah, saying. But yeah, I, I can't a, afford even if I put ten thousand, like that's a drop in the fucking bucket. Yeah, that's I mean? not gonna do nothing to the stock market, bro. Uh, what no. controls the stock? So, so here goes what happens, bro. Take these companies that 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 that, for example, are doing bad right now. These people know before the market drops that it's going to drop. Yeah, they know that. So, yeah. what a lot of these people do, bro, in times like the recession, bro. To make the recession even worse, before the actual stock drops, they'll sell it. Yeah, that's. And then when it drops all the, so they'll sell it for a hundred bucks. Yeah. They'll drop down, tank down to twenty bucks. Then when it drops down, then they'll buy a whole bunch back because they know that this fucking coronavirus is only going to be here for a year and a half max. Yeah. And at the end of that, their shit's going to go way the fuck back up. So they fucking quadrupled the stock that they actually own, bro. And that's how that yeah. they control. That's how the the top one percent sways and controls the stock market, bro. Yeah. So it's not really like a theory. It's like factual. And even and when I see Mark Cuban talking about this shit, it made a lot of sense on how a lot of people are benefiting from the coronavirus. Or yeah, that's from- that's, uh, that's what Martha Stewart went to jail for is because she did that exact same thing you're talking about in O. Word. What did she do? She she got, a, she got a call from someone at the corporation she's heavily invested in with stuff, and she dumped them, the shit fucking tank, and then just like I'm pretty sure she bought a shit ton of it back, and it's like only like two or three people, one and her two, one her and two other people. You can see it on the spreadsheet, right? It's like, whoa, there's a serious fucking dump of a shit ton. It's like these three people did it right before the shit tank. And they had the, they were the only ones that had the information. And so that's why. Okay, you know, let me ask you a question. It's against, it's against the law. Sorry, and Mitchell said that too in the, in the comments. Shout out to Mitchell. Uh, there were some senators in the past week who, it's, 
it barely cracks the dent in the news. You know what I mean? They kind oh, of barely, okay, but check this out. Let me ask you a the, question. They did the same thing. They got the corona coronavirus briefing, you know, at the White House or at at their session, and they sold all their stuff. You know what I mean? Just like you're talking about. Well, let me ask you a question, and and I'm happy that he's well. What was the dude's name? Uh, Mitchell in, Mitchell? in production. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that he's you know I'm glad that he's there. But so let me ask you guys a question, right? How long did Martha Stewart doing? I think she was in there like nine months. Okay, so check. The, okay, so follow me, and I'm gonna ask you a very easy question. You said they tanked or they dropped a bunch of fucking stock, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they bought it back after it came back. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now let's say that this was fucking a million dollars worth of stock, right? That they that they fucking dumped and got back for a deal. Let's say just a million dollars. I'm pretty sure it was way fucking more. But let's say yeah. just a million. Would you be willing to do nine months in jail for a million bucks? Fuck yeah, I would. You feel me? So, so <laughs> even if people go to fucking jail, even if they go to jail, yeah. where's the justice when they still come home to the millions of dollars that they still got? Bro? You yeah. feel me? Yeah, that'd be cake, bro. That'd be cake and shit. You know, <laughs> that'd what be I mean? the sweetest like, nine months of your life, bro. Yeah, I could. You know, my, I'm sure my lady would come visit me. I'm sure I could get some letters. You know, come on, bro. Uh, you'll be the best fucking. You'll be everybody's friend inside that jail, bro. Yeah, I, I could write. I could write some poems for homies to send to their girls back home. You know, that's sure the American I, way, bro. So yeah, when these. I could make the best of that. You feel yeah. me? So when yeah. these people, that's why I laugh when people go to jail for nine months or when these ri- or, or when these rich people do what they do and they only get a slap on the wrist, bro. Like, what is nine months of jail when you just click millions of fucking dollars that you don't even have to do shit for, bro? Like, yeah. you know? And, and I, think, I think the thing with her, too, and this is why I like Martha Stewart, is they tried to get her to tell on who she got the info from and she didn't yeah she, she was like nah she's like i'm not giving you guys that so i'm sure she probably could have not went to jail and just had probationers but because she was like i'm not telling they're like you're going to fucking jail you see? so, you for, martha, I mean? so like, for martha stewart that's a win-win bro yeah, i'm a real ass yeah. motherfucker and i'm she's gonna get solid. out to some yeah she's Come on, solid, bro. bro and now she's, she's doing shows with snoop yeah, Come on. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. win-win. Like these people got it made, bro. If if somebody like me and you went to file for bankruptcy, bro, we'll be fucked. We won't be able to get a loan for seven years. We won't be able to get a car for seven years and none of it. But what happens is we don't know that these motherfuckers don't Donald Trump, fifty cent, all these rich people never filed bankrupt, bro. Their corporations did. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So say the bakery studio, right? Now, I'm gonna give you a little background about my situation. The ba- at the at the bakery studio, I have three business credit cards that each have a six thousand dollar limit on it. Okay. Yeah. So that means that I have an eighteen altogether. I have an eighteen thousand dollar credit line, right? So yeah. here goes what businesses do. Here goes what I would do if I wanted to do what a lot of these rich people. I will max out all three of my credit cards for the eighteen thousand dollars, right? Swipe, 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 and get the cash back, right? Then I will file bankruptcy for my business, which is the bakery studio, and say I don't have the money. The whole time, I will just transfer the money into my girlfriend's account, my account, you know, whatever the fuck these famous or rich people do, bro. They'll transfer the damn. 
Yeah. They'll file bankruptcy underneath their business, which is the bakery recording studio. And then after that's done, I'll take the $18,000. Then I'll open up fucking ABC studio. You feel me? I still have the $18,000 in all of my equipment, but now I got 18 fucking thousand dollars. Use that $18,000 to build up the credit line for the new studio to about 50,000. Max out to 50,000, file bankruptcy for the second time, open up Pink Bear Studio, my third studio, and repeat the process until I have a fucking million dollars. Yeah. You know, like, bro. Yeah, a, a, a lot of it has been done that way. Bro, that is how all of these rich people get their millions, bro. Yeah. It's yeah. not through it's not through fucking hard work, bro. Like no the doubt. American way is not to work hard, bro. No it's doubt. fucked up. I, it's I, fucked I up, bro. And 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 I don't want people to think that I can do any of this shit, bro. I'm just trying to let people know that, bro, there's a reason why a lot of this shit goes on. There's a reason why the mass marketing goes on with fucking Gucci when nobody wore Gucci six years ago. You know, there's a reason why the coronavirus is so damn big right now, bro. Yeah. It, it, like, it's weird, too, because my lady works at the hospital and it, it's not really it's she's a nurse. You know what I mean? And I, I had an old roommate in Portland who yeah. was a nurse. She like. Like, the only two people of reason on my social media are, like, you know, like it is. Like, it's 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 just hype. And, like, you know, like, because they come into contact with shit all day, every day. Yeah. You know, they're, they're gloved up and probably have masks in certain situations. But still, dude, they're exposed to all kinds of shit every day. And they're, they're still just fine, you know. It's, it's not a huge deal. It's just hyped up. And I, I kind of think that... Going back to what we were talking about earlier about like how people ask me what I think about I think that's one of the biggest problems of people or as people that we have right now. Like you got people like your girl and 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 you know the person that you went to school with that that are educated in this ad in, in this field that you should yeah. be at. Not a fucking anchor man, not not me at the studio, you know. We're talking about it on a podcast for sure. And if you're listening, this is just to create dialogue or, you know, start a thought or whatever. But at the end of the day, bro, you should get a real life opinion from somebody that knows what they're talking about. Yeah. And then, and then that's the other thing, too, is if it's a virus, bro, anytime you have a virus, they fucking send you home and say, drink water and go to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, here's some NyQuil or whatever. It's like there's no. It's not like there's a set of antibiotics that's going to fucking save you anyway, man. You know what I mean? It's like your immune system is going. So it's like the the, the freak out is over nothing. I'm like, fuck. It's over something that you cannot control, bro. Yeah, man. Over I'm like, you dude. can't control, bro. It, and to be honest with you, like, even, even like how we were talking about me having my own recording studio. Of course, naturally right now, people are not thinking about spending money at a recording studio. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not where the mind's at right now. So even yeah. as being an entrepreneur, I don't feel like it's really beneficial to me to complain about the situation that's going on when I can try to be creative and think about a way that I not capitalize on a negative way, but still be able to keep my head above water at a time when everybody's panicking. Yeah, the people, dude. like, for example, the people, like, say a fucking, say the end of the world was coming. 
the people who aren't going to panic are the doomsday preppers who prepared for this and who, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The goal for this bullshit is not to be a fucking mindless person that's panicking. It's to be prepared and to understand how you can make the best out of this. And even if you're a little bit ill-prepared, not as prepared as the doomsday preppers, it's still not a good idea to fucking panic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, chill out. You know, like, that. What, what Noriega says that on his podcast, he's like, you got to relax. You got to relax. Yo, yeah. You got to relax. For reals, dude. I'm like, fuck. That's one of my favorite podcasts, man. Me, me hey, too. speaking like of podcasts, bro, like, like I said, bro, I'm just thankful that I'm thankful that you asked me to be here, bro, because I think a lot of people nowadays more more inclined to just sitting down and listening to people just talk without a without a without a what the fuck is the word I'm looking a for script. Like, without a yeah, script you know what yeah. I'm saying just talking about real shit and that's what something that you get with a lot of these podcasts bro yeah even like right I now never, like even if I never met the guy he's more credible than the dude reading off the teleprompter on TV for sure bro listen yeah. the shit that we're talking about right now you know Speaking of Noriega, you got something called drunk facts, you know? Now, everything that we're saying right now in this podcast might not be 100% truth, but I guarantee the shit that we're talking about, people are going to understand that, you know, these are regular fucking dudes that live in this world just like me, and they know some shit about what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all that you got to take from this shit. Let this shit spark a fucking thing in your brain that makes you get creative or whatever the case, bro. Yeah, because you know, like that's nice, that's what I hope too is that my art friends can still be a little bit inspired and hopefully still paint and write and make beats and do stuff like that. Because that's we're we're still doing our podcast every Sunday, you know what I, I mean? Was, so it's I, I honestly know. think I honestly think with all this shit going on right now, bro, this makes the perfect time to even. Like you say, be creative or, you know, if you wanted to start a business or wanted to do something, this is the perfect time, bro. You have nothing but time to focus on whatever the fuck you wanted to focus on, bro. Like people literally don't have any excuses right now. You can't blame work. You can't blame anything, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's me, t- me time like a motherfucker right now. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like even I was telling you today, bro, like. Yeah, it fucking sucks, all the shit that's going around, bro, and all the, you know, all the mass hysteria. But I'm still trying to make the best out of this situation, bro. You know? Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It, I, like, know. I, was, I was stuck on pause anyway when I moved because I have to prove residency, so I have to get some mail sent, and I got it now. Yeah, the, yeah. The DMV is closed, so I'll yeah, it's, supposed to be, it's supposed to be open tomorrow. Get my license and hopefully be. Ready. Let me ask you a question. How fucked up is it? Let me ask you a personal question. How fucked up is it that even though you're not personally, you don't want to personally be affected by this virus, that you have no choice but to be affected because you can't even get yeah. your, you know, the stuff that you need because places are closed. Yeah, it sucks. You know what I mean? Like that's I'm like, well, whatever. Hurry up and wait. That's why on my social media, bro, I just be talking shit. Like, you guys. I see it, bro. It's so funny, bro. It's so funny. Fuck a dipshit. It's like, I'm just like, man, because I don't. I don't have control over it. So I'm going to just crack jokes on it. You got to, bro. It it is, dude. Like, people are just spreading fear. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. 
but I'll crack jokes on dummies all day. Yeah, you know what I sure. mean? Yeah. Just, I, I'm just like, man, I don't, I won't be fine. I've, I've been sick before. I've had the flu, you know, like, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried. I'm like, if I get sick, I'm going to slug some NyQuil and drink a bottle of water and crash out for 10 hours. Facts. Know? That's my routine. If I really can't shake some shit and I really am sick, I'm going to go to yeah, no, for sure. I hear crash you. Out, you know, and so it's I, like, I don't know. I hear you, I'll be fine. I hear man. You. If you have like a grandma that has pneumonia or something, then yeah, but she already had pneumonia. So it's, they're supposed to be extra, you know, like I'm just like, people are like, well, what about, I'm like, well, they're old people, man. Like, you know, like they're going to get sick. Like, yeah, know, bro. Nothing. Like, this isn't, this isn't anything new. It's nothing new as far as protocol or ch- it's like it's just being hyped up with fear. So period. Yeah. Like you said before, fear ain't gonna do shit for an old person that already has no. No, it's not, man. Buying them extra toilet paper. It's just like fuck, dude. They they know they have to be extra careful, with, you know. Well, you know what? That just that just goes to show you like who's really doing more hurt. You talking about and, the old not or talking about the old people or the people buying up all the toilet paper and don't let the old people get some. Yeah, dude. Like I I, I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's a strange, strange time, you know. And and like my thing of it too is when I go out in public. That's the only thing that's different. They wouldn't let us buy four rolls of toilet paper or i mean of paper towels they're like now nah, you can only get two so all right they're you know that's the only thing different otherwise there is everybody walking through the aisles they had meat they had eggs yeah. they had bread you know they were short on toilet paper and paper towels but that, that like i feel like it's just because of the hype in the news you know like there's no other it's not like there actually is a shit ton of people who are sick and dying, man. Like the news is just like, bro. The numbers are, I'm like, dude, where are they getting these numbers and why are you guys sharing them so much? You know, like it's just like, it's that's not- the part that makes me, that's the part that makes me think there's a profit behind it, man. Yeah. Because, you know, like, how long can we keep this going? You know what I mean? It's like, fuck. Like, bro, hope, speaking hope of fuck, like, how we were talking about stocks, imagine how, imagine how fucking high Charmin stock is, you know? No doubt. Like, imagine how much money these, these fucking people are making off this shit. Hand sanitizer. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. Those guys are crushing it. I think I, I I don't know, man. It's it's a small part of me that think all this is about business, bro. All this is for profit, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm definitely a conspiracy theorist, and I I try to look into what those crazy homies are posting online. And yeah, so because I don't the fuck the news. It's like be afraid. Be afraid. <laughs> stay in the fucking house. Be afraid. Don't go anywhere. It's fucking scary. Stay home. And like you said, the only, people that, the only people that is affecting this fucking small business, well, mainly is small business owners, bro. Yeah. And then oh. that's, that's that's the guys I, I want to not be affected by, you know? And it's like, that's why it sucks for them, you know? Yeah. It is. But, those guys ain't going to get a bailout from the government. No, nah, man. Unfortunately yeah. not. But, you know, we're resilient people, man, you know? Yeah. Resilient no people. So no shit, doubt. man. 
Oh, I know. So that that that's like an hour right there, Willie. Is there is there anything else you want to talk about or share or promote before we? Man, I just want to promote good business to the people, man. Uh, learn about business, bro. You know, we watch, we take, we take all this time watching YouTube, watching videos about funny shit or you know some dumb thing interest us, bro. But we rarely take any time to learn about business or how no or bad. anything about it, man. I don't want to go too depth into it, but you know, just watch some videos, man. Take some time to actually learn something that can make you some money in this country. No doubt. Good advice, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like. I I try to watch those uh the car financing videos on YouTube. You know where they're like, man, don't do this, do that. All man. that shit, bro. I got a buddy that's making about two thousand dollars a week flipping cars. That's tight. You know, like it's out there, man. It's out there, bro. And you don't have to be rich. You don't have to be famous. You don't. You know, you can. You can live a pretty good life just doing something that you like to do, bro. It's possible. Yep. No doubt. Man, no doubt. And then can you can you plug your social media too? Man, on IG, it's at Lil Willie Animal. On YouTube, it's Lil Willie Animal. On Facebook, it's Lil Willie Animal. Anywhere you go, just type Lil Willie Animal and you should find me, man. For sure. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, well, okay. I, yeah, Thanks for having man. me. Baby. No doubt. Thanks for taking the time, dude. Yes, I appreciate sir. it. It's been yes, good sir. talking about uh shit other than just weed, you know? So like man. Good, good, good interview. And I, I wanna have you back too, man, in the future. Man, man, hey, bring me back on one of those podcasts where we just talk about the weed though, you know? Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Doubt. I, I, yeah. I wanna learn. No doubt. I'm with that, man. I'm with that. Um, I, I appreciate it, dude. We'll, we'll definitely, I'm, I'm going to hit you up in a couple of we'll, we'll see what's going on. Hopefully all this, this hype will be over with. All right, player. We'll Take care. Week convo. Yeah, no doubt, man. Have a good rest of your And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do my outro dance. This was the 49th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. That was your, your Katie M. Kane. Our guest, Willie Animal, the yeah. owner of the Bakery Recording Studio in Phoenix, Arizona. Please hit at Lil, Lil Willie Animal on all social media. I uh, also got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.